welcome to She Said Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV, shine a light on women who've empowered us, and dish on plot twists in our life we just had to say. Let's, too. In today's episode, we'll play our own Borat-like social experiment, test our guest knowledge of female comedians, a new segment, Who Is She?, and find out which character we are in The Boys. I'm Kay, of course. And I am Hannah. And today we have a very special guest, director, producer, writer, all things on set. She can do them. Shay Fox. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hello. So seven years ago, I went to Tampa, Florida to (laughs) visit my friends, Dan and Sydney, for Dan's birthday. And Dan happened to be in a band with Shay's now fiance. Cody at the time and so I met Shay for the first time in her very own apartment there in Tampa Florida and then a few days later we had no idea that I would be begging her to pull over so that I could Ralph on the side of the road after a night of debauchery and an event begging I was like get out get out (laughs) at an event called sink or swim and I sunk hard although I do know how to swim I'm pretty sure I'm still hungover from that day it was it was brutal (laughs) Then, when Shay moved to L.A., years later, we grew closer, and our love of film and TV and involvement in the industry only made that stronger, especially when being surrounded by all these music people constantly and being two hardworking Latinas who weren't going to stop busting our asses till we got there. Now, all these years later, we've started to work on short films together, including one with Hannah. That's me. That is you. (laughs) That's me. That's me. Mario. Um, what's crazy about this is I also met Shay through Dan and Sid. Um, because Dan and Sid were my neighbors briefly and we would have movie nights a lot and also because of Cody. Um, and I just vividly remember I had a house party one time and you, myself and Cody were standing in my kitchen and Eminem Kill You came on and all of us just went so hard. And in that moment, I was like, I would fucking jump in front of a moving train for these people because they understand me so, so well. fucking dramatic. <laughs> Dude, but Listen, when you're when you're an Eminem fan and you meet other Eminem fans, you're like, yes. That's a bond for life. I man. mean, I'm the only one here from Michigan. So you think I, know, I don't know? I, know, I, I know, literally get it. I literally <laughs> lived off nine mile road. Okay. So nobody has to tell me about being an Eminem fan. Excuse oh, me. I was obsessed with him. Dude, same. I still am obsessed with him. Same. His Super Bowl performance? Dude. Waterworks. Dude. I was in tears, sobbing, because I was so proud. I was sitting there, sitting, I mean, granted, there was drinks involved, <laughs> but Snoop came out, and I started to get teary-eyed. Dre came out, started to get more teary-eyed, and then M Waterworks. I was like, I'm so proud of him. I don't know this man. <laughs> I will it say it feels that, like we know him, though. right? Yeah. Right. I will say that he's a much better person now than perhaps when we were younger and didn't understand the ramifications of all the horrible things he was doing back then. I think it's but, so important that you know we can see people growing and changing. Yeah. The first CD I ever bought was Eminem CD. Wow. Was it Curtain Call? It was. Ah oh, yes. Wow. Yes. I, yo, I broke that shit. Because so you played it so I much. It oh, so I was like, so I, was so I was like, what do you mean? Like, you, you snapped it in half. half? Damn you. 
<laughs> me and Hannah both say, like you broke it. We say so much shit at the same time now because you we hang out. We, we hang out too much together. I genuinely think we do share part of our brain now because I have. We were. T- I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but I've now started to like act like Kay. You're picking up some of her like little mannerisms. I am picking up her lingo and her mannerisms. And even like the inflection in my voice sometimes, the way that you say, oh my God, or oh my garden. (laughs) Like I, I now say, oh my God. (laughs) My favorite thing that Kay says without saying it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I've also been doing that shit. What is this? I don't even know what you're talking about. It sounds like a dog inflection. It sounds like a dog. Every time you do it, I'm like, huh. It's because you know that I have so much. There's so much that I'm not saying. You're you're thinking about it. I can see the wheels turn. I'm like, there was a joke there that we're not hearing. There will be times, even whenever, like, someone will say something, we'll be out in public at, like, a bar or something. This has happened more times than I can even count. I'm sure. Someone will say something, and Kay and I will just immediately look at each other. And know what the other person is thinking, and then just hysterically yeah, start I, laughing. I have to look away. I'm like, get yeah. get out of here. And whoever bitch. this is, they're like, did I say something funny? Enough of praising me and how I talk, you know. <laughs> um, Shay, not to start in the darkness, although that is where I often veer That's to. That's where I live. But it's where we all live. You and I really bonded when we dug a little deeper and found that we both had this like hustle mentality, which came from a hard up bringing um and for some reason i tend to have the same taste in film and tv as people who grew up in not the best way including yourself so i want to know as a director what is it that moves you in a project whether that's something that you see visually or if it's some sort of actor work whatever from a director standpoint like what is the biggest thing for me, I really love raw, authentic hardship. Like if you can put that on screen and make me f- like move me, I'm like, yo, that was that happened. Like that's that's real. Like I can see that actually happening in real life. I love it. I eat it up. Like what's an example you can think of that m- might be some- like what's the last thing that like really touched you? Ooh, okay. So have you seen su- Succession? Ah. Uh. Duh. We okay. love succession yeah. here. So there's something like they're so honest about how fucking evil they are. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like th- those feelings, like even when Kendall Roy is like dealing with his emotions at that moment, you see that and you're like, that's how someone like him would act. You're like, ah, I love it. I love it. I live for it. And I feel like all movies should be that way. My favorite movie is Taxi Driver, right? Yeah, so I do know that about you. I love In the Mood for Love, and I love Parasite. All those movies, those are my top three movies, all those movies kind of share this, like, raw, fucked up-ness to it. I always, I have to write these fucking essays all the time about, like, my trauma and shit for fellowships and whatnot, but I often use the thing of, like, when we were younger in the 90s, and I was watching TV, didn't have cable, right? So I was just watching mm-hmm. primetime television on a you grainy, mean channel five? On a grainy oh. fucking thing. You had a sub- not channel five. The, the only free the channel. Only, yep. <laughs> you had to like move around the antennas and shit, whatever. Oh, I remember the channel remember five. This. What are you watching? Whatever's on channel five, bro. But <laughs> I remember feeling Reruns. like 
so alone watching these like perfect families where like ooh I broke something in your room and that's like the whole conflict of the fucking thing but really we love each other at the end we're still like a perfect family and I remember being like I'm a freak like I my situation is so awful compared to like anything I've ever seen and so I think even though it makes a lot of people who have not lived a hard life feel very uncomfortable to read a lot of the things that I write yeah. or to watch some of the things that we might really like you have to think about why you feel uncomfortable though right, right? even yeah. if you haven't and then for the people that it does affect that could change them yeah. you know to see especially because at the usually at the end of a show or a movie like the person becomes better yeah because of yeah. this thing so that's like encouraging to me and I'm sure to I, anybody else who watches I it. love I love a show or or a film where when you first meet your your character you're like they're fucking piece of shits and then at some point you're like oh i kind of agree with them yeah am i a piece of shit and then you learn with them and you're like oh wait everybody's a piece of shit and we all grow it's almost like Rewatching cartoons as an adult and you look at like Spongebob for example Squidward being like a hated character because he's so negative and then you grow up and you're like oh fuck I understand where he's coming from (laughs) this guy's annoying yeah yeah like I I would be fucking annoyed too if I heard that like like the whole fucking time so the question of this whole podcast is based around what was something you were scared of doing that you said let's do because a woman empowered you to do so and who was that person it's funny because you know, I, I was in the Marine Corps and I'll do anything. Jump out of plane, sure, let's do it. I really want you, you to. Wanna, we should do that. You want to, let, let's go dig a hole and sleep in the hole overnight. Let's do it. You know, whatever. But when it came to film, I was terrified. Terrified to actually film something because I was like, what if I'm not good at it? What if, what if I'm like really not good at it? What if all these little kids who are filming things on their iPhones make projects that are so much better than mine. What am I going to do? You know, like this is what I want to do for my life. So what happens? And then I met this producer, her name is Monica. And she said to me, she goes, well, you got to make stuff. You want to direct, you got to direct. And I go, okay, it can't be that simple. She goes, no, it's really that simple. You're going to suck. We all do. And that's how you're going to get better. And I was like, yeah, but she goes, stop, stop with the butts. Just go do it. I mean, it's the same thing. You didn't just intuitively know how to jump out of a plane, right? Right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or how to dig a hole and right. sleep. It was, you had to do it a couple times or you I, had to learn how to do it or but I whatever. Think, but I think that's what kind of crippled me in a little, a little bit because I was like, any other career, there's a pathway. There's, there's a, there, you follow the path and mm-hmm. you will get to the end, you know, there's in the like Marine Corps. a set path. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want to become a Sergeant Major, you do X, Y, Z and you'll become a Sergeant Major through time, right? And in the film industry, they don't, especially if you want to be a director, there's no, there's no way to do that. That's the hardest thing to get to be, honestly, I think. You're just like, there's people who direct their first thing and then they become these huge movie directors. And then there's people who do it for 20 years and still haven't even done their own feature. So it's like, there's no, there's no winning. You just got to try it. You just got to jump and hopefully you land in the water. (laughs) Oh, exactly. You have to try and do. Yeah. And move along. Yeah. But I definitely, I mean, I've already talked about it before, but I felt the same way as you because I also was a person who have always worked really hard. And because of that, people have seen me working really hard 
and rewarded me for that and get, yeah. made me a manager or promoted mm-hmm. me or been, you know, I've, I've been rewarded for each of my, I've been busting my fucking asses. I know you have, uh, you know, we all bust our ass in this in, well, we all don't, but we, as we, we in this <laughs> room, that one guy we, always. we in this room, us three. Yeah, we, we, we yeah. all do. Yeah. We bust our ass in nobody gives a fuck for years yeah. and years. And you just never know when they're going to give a fuck. And then you do, and then somebody says, do this. So you do that. Then somebody says, do this. So you do that. Somebody says, do another thing. So you do that. And it's like, I'm doing all these fucking things and nobody is rewarding any of them. Mm -hmm. Not getting anything from this besides, of course, later on, knowing that I have the experience of doing (laughs) them. And it it made me better once I do. You know, it's a thing that I'll talk about, I'm sure, once, you know, we get there. But why you're doing it, man? It feels like shit. You don't know what the fuck you're, why you're doing any of this shit. Because you never know what's going to come next. Like you never know. That's the thing about being in this industry is you never really know where your next job is going to come from. You never know where the money is going to come in and you're doing it because you love it, which is like the whole point. Right. However, there's always that question of like, all right, what's next for nothing? Yeah. Is it, is anyone going to notice me? But anyways, <laughs> all of you already know all of this shit. So we are going to move <laughs> on. Uh, we are back with I'm a blank where we choose a movie or TV show and decide which character we are and the backstory of why. Oh, this week we'll be doing the dark, twisted Amazon drama, The Boys, brought to life by some of my personal favorites, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, my kings. This is a spin on the normal superhero tale showing media conglomerates influence on the world through the guise of superheroes there that are in actuality, Villains. That was a mouthful, and I, know, I really I'm tried sorry. to speed through it. And I was like, "That was that was a K sentence. That was, that a, K was a K sentence." <laughs> I was like, "I kind of improved on some of that when I, it came to Seth Rogen and Evan, but yeah. I read a lot of that." Um, now, yeah. Anyway, moving past okay. that. <laughs> Anyone that knows me is aware that I am not big on superhero stuff, but True. I am big on antiheroes. And those are the characters that I latch myself onto. They're far more interesting to me. And because of that, I ate this series up as quick as could be. Dude, do you remember when they were like releasing them once a week? I was like, that no. No, because I didn't watch she it never? until it was done. Yeah, was two was seasons were out. I was I, like, this is absolutely unacceptable. I was with you on that because this one never watches. No, I refuse. I don't until watch the it. entire season is out. Which is because really because smart. of that. It is. Dude, because of that, the boys should release all of it like all of it so i can watch yeah. it all that's it i want to know all of it well the thing is about you you also like superhero things like oh, you right. like marvel I love, I love it. yeah see i'm the I same eat it up. whenever this came out i had no idea what to expect and then the first fucking episode was just like right in your face people have been telling me to watch it for a while and i was like oh, i don't really like that shit but i like you know seth rogan and whatever i'll give it a try and that was the first episode yeah. i was like oh my give god more, more and please. i started I, I was like what i next? started watching the first season at like 10 p.m or something i stayed up until 5 a.m yep. watching it yep. like i was that good and i had shit to do the next day as as i naturally do and i was like i i, I can't i can't you can't, I can't, can't stop. take your if eyes I, off of it yeah Anyways, so since you are a fan of this series as well, mm-hmm. which of these characters would you be and why? Oh, man. Easily Billy Butcher. Easily. <laughs> Tell us why. I, okay, so I uh, personally, I hate 1%. 
the one percent of the population that has way too much money and i also am against huge corporate conglomerates i think they're the biggest pieces of shit on the planet um and i feel like this show really really shows it so perfectly and i love that billy is just so against them from the jump he's like this is wrong i don't accept i'm fighting against them i'm gonna put a crew together that's gonna fucking take them down (laughs) and that's me yeah well we see in season three where that comes from mm-hmm. where he where he grew up why he's like that and i think if you were relating that to yourself yep like would you like to tell the listeners about why that might be the case for you well so i grew up really poor i'm, I'm from harlem in new york and i'm talking no money like six hundred dollars a month is what my mom had to feed us entertain us the whole nine and i remember i would watch my mom take her 600 dollars. we would stand in the bank of america line she would then take out all her all the money because you got to make sure you take it all out because you might get late fees before mm-hmm. the bank catches on so you got to take it all out and she would literally have envelopes with like something that said like cable and then food and, like, and she would like literally dish it out and then at the end she'd be like okay when was the last time we paid the cable bill we paid the cable bill last month so we can take this hundred dollars and spend it on food and we'll just like skip a month of cable they'll they'll wait they'll wait for their hundred dollars and i would see that every month and i'm like these fucks these fucks they just and you would see all these poor people standing in the same line as my mom doing the same thing with their kids and i'm like and i would see i would then go to like wall street and i'd see these fucks in their fancy nice suits with all their money in the world living on park avenue and i'm just like share 50 bucks why do you need this you don't have to it's 50 dollars. you know like i just want some like food and ever since dude now i'm like if you have too much money that you don't know what to do with it give it away to people who need it exactly end of conversation well and it is interesting i mean we even talked that easy no because people are greedy we talked about this before too um as we were talking about the strike, um, which we won't go into this episode, but uh, you would think it's just interesting that the people who have the least give the most. Always. And, Always. and so sometimes I almost, like this is, maybe this is a show, I don't know, but I almost wish that everybody was born with the exact same amount and then everybody had to be poor at least like it was almost like an experiment like okay cool like you grew up rich okay now that you've turned 21 years old now we're taking everything away from you no one can help you nothing you have to survive for one year or two years i feel like the world would be a better place and then and then you know and then all that wealth can come back to you but for those two years you have to survive by yourself, like almost like as a survivor reality mm-hmm. show type thing. Um, because then they would be so much a better person. And, you know, I mean, it's the same as when you tell everybody, every person should at least serve in the military for X many years or and or be a server for X many years. Yes. Because then you learn to be less of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Be a little more patient. Once you work in customer service. <laughs> yeah. You learn a lot of patience. Oh, yeah. man. A lot of patience. Never again will I be in customer You learn to no, just I shove it uh-uh. all down. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I learned the opposite. I just tell people what's up. I'm like, you're being fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm I mean, out. You know how many times I almost got fired? Too many. 
Well, <laughs> too many times. It's funny. That's a, that's a New Yorker, though. I get yeah. away with it because I'm, I'm like, I'm from New York. And they're like, oh, that's why you're a bitch. Like, Got oh, it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, people often think that I'm from New York, but that I makes am sense. not. Um, well, it's funny that you say that you're Billy because I pulled a Hannah this week and I chose two people, um, which she often does. Uh, do if you are a listener, I mean, I feel podcast. like everyone's a little bit of two different characters. That's what I'm saying. It is, but I sometimes think it's a cop out. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, sometimes, if you, if you really challenge yourself, you can pick somebody and then you can pull something out of that that you could relate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm just challenging you <laughs> to become a better storyteller. That's I know, what I'm doing. I know. I mean, hey, listen, it's worked. You've yeah. entered my brain. The only reason why this is so easy for me and what this segment even comes from listeners is uh, this is what you do in staffing interviews. Every single show that you would get hired to be on, you take a character from the script that you read before you have the staffing interview and you say, you know what? I could really write for this show because I think I'm like Billy Butcher because and then you tell a personal story from your own life that connects to them that, it, you know, shows an example of why you would be a good person to be in this room yeah. and write this character. So that's where this all comes from. Although it is very fun, it is also an exercise to help other writers think of who they would be for different things. So, yeah, well, if I had to be one of the superheroes, I would definitely be Queen Maeve. Um, mm -hmm. I'd have been chosen, if you will, for this role, which I feel that she was, and I would have played it for a while, um, maybe even sacrificing some of my morals until I finally realized that it was all bullshit and I needed to fight. I mean, part of myself thinks that like me going to college for like a business degree and all this shit, just so that I could have a job where I didn't have to struggle and and all of these things was kind of like my version of that like I knew that I never actually really wanted to do that but I just yeah. thought that that was what I should do to well, be responsible. That's because everybody tells you that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah well and everybody told her that this was the number one spot yeah. that she should be in if mm -hmm. she was a superhero so here she is but spoiler alert in season three Maeve makes a decision to save everyone in basically a death mission to prevent Soldier Boy from killing them all of course, we find out that she doesn't actually die in the end, thank God. But it's the thought that counts, yeah. you know. Uh, she hides a lot of who she is, including that her lover is a woman, not Homelander, for many years. And I can definitely understand wanting to keep her sexuality a secret due to how conservative, like, these superhero lovers can be often. Mm -hmm. And that definitely reminds me of West Michigan, where I grew up. Um, however, the person I think that I am most like in the series is Billy similar to you shocking because we just talked about how alike we were uh <laughs> minus the wild murdering of people who sometimes may deserve a little bit more mercy than he gives them i think um but i also have like a very weird affliction to violence uh probably because i also have a history of abuse um so it just kind of freaks me out sometimes even if i am angry um so he's had a lot of pain and loss in his early life and it's made him very hard have a hard exterior but he's fun in his own way and like lovable to the ones who you know he lets in he's also incredibly quippy like in his little jokes and shit that he cracks which i love i think he's one of the funniest characters that is he, on there is. which is you know you wouldn't expect that well, when you he, first meet him he has to be funny because Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to survive. But he does indeed have a heart because of the trauma, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, even though he doesn't always show it. 
I think that he protects the bigger picture of the world against corruption. And Mm -hmm. I have talked about it on this podcast. Anybody who knows me thinks that I often see things in the macro and not the micro. Um, It's never been about me, which I think people think is shocking because I'm an only child. Uh, Because nobody ever treated me like I was worth it being about me, I guess. Uh, So I've always used all my energy to make sure that the things I do benefit others in the future. Part of that is selfish because I've always had this wild thing about being making myself immortal. So... Like I want to live on through others, even if, and a lot of people do have a bunch of kids to do that. You know what I mean? That's true. But like for me, I don't want just my, I want to be in books on TV so that Mm -hmm. people a hundred years from now can watch that old film and be like, oh my God, that was her story. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I I have to. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone in this room gets that. Yeah. Well, Billy takes Compound V in season three to carry out his plans and level the playing field. But by the time he finds out that it will kill him, I think he sort of is at peace with that, weirdly. And I've always thought that I was going to die young. Um, And if I can accomplish some of the things that I wanted to, even like in the next couple years, I'd totally be chill with dying anytime (laughs) after that. And I realize that it sounds morbid. Uh, But when you feel that like the purpose of your life is beyond just you breathing, then it's easy to think that way, I think. And really, Billy is the biggest hero of them all. Damn. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does get a little gray, though, with him. You know, like like there's kind of like this, like what I think is right kind of thing about him. And, and I think that, you know, that's caution for everybody because, you know, we get so caught up in what we think is the right thing to do that we start changing our, you know, like what, who we are to get to the goal. And that's where it gets a little great. But that's why he needs the boys and he yes. needs to not push them away because they help, you know, they help pull him back to earth and oh my, to I, the His to name the is escaping me. The young guy, the... Uh, Jack Quaid's character. Yes. Huey. Speaking of Huey. Okay, so originally for my answer, I was going to put Huey and Starlight, but then after some thought, I did all of us a favor and decided to just do Starlight. <laughs> Look at that. I know. Good for you. I She's know. Learning. I know. I'm learning. So I loved her character from the beginning. She's just so she has like a softer exterior that's like almost innocent in the beginning because she doesn't really know what she's getting into. She's just really excited to be a part of something bigger, thinking that she's helping people. They they sold her the American dream. Exactly. Which is what she wanted. I would fall for that, too, because I'm a big like helping person. I I love people. I love other humans. I want to help the misfortunate and others who don't really have a voice. Well, and I think you're a little bit less suspicious. Yeah. You know, I'm just a very people have been like hurt. (laughs) They're more suspicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm just like a little innocent ball of sunshine. I'm just like, hey, everybody. (laughs) How can I help? I'm Um, here. How can I help you? Thank you. Which like fits because Starlight can kill people with sunbeams which is oh my god it's so perfect it is it is um (laughs) but she's because she's actually about helping the people and not doing things for show I think I relate to that the most and it also her 
the building of her character from the beginning to what it was or what it is now. She started off softer and then built a tougher exterior to like fight the patriarchy and fight the people who were kind of fucking everything because she also joined the crew with Huey and is helping behind the scenes. And I was like, I feel like I would do that. Like I would be the one to go behind the scenes and actually like try to make a difference rather than just sticking it to the corporate way. Cause I hate that. I'm with you. I'm not a fan of the 1%. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because starlight, how you see starlight at the beginning, you almost see her as like a little weak, right? Yes. But like, you know, that something's going like something else is going on because yeah. from the beginning she tells you, "Oh, I, I don't agree with that." And mm-hmm. she she she's you know, she's the f- character where you start seeing things kind of going wrong. Yeah, like through her POV, you're like, "Oh, this isn't you're like, good. Oh, this fuck. isn't good." That's, mm, well, that's they not. they that's what they use her for. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like the writers' room uses her for that to show the audience, yeah. yep. like what's happening. Her curiosity helps us learn. Yeah, you know, she's a great character. I fucking love her. I am ass. Starlight. I know. I just, I really want, I want to be here for Halloween. You should. I, I, I just feel like love that'd be so should. much fun. I just love that she said, I'll fuck be this and went live. She was like, fuck this. I'm over it. Let's go live. Yeah. Tell you what's that, up. that would be me. That would be some shit that I would do. Like she's just sick of it. She's like, all right, like, this is, that's, over a, this. that's a straw that broke the camel's back. Play. Let's go. All right. Well, new segment alert. And we have done similar segments in the past, but this one will be focused on female identifying creatives in film and TV. In today's case, that is female comedians. So just like Let's Plot It Out or Let's IMDb It, we will be pulling out names of these ladies from the magical mailbox, which Shay has in between her legs right now. So once we pull out a name, we'll have one minute to tell the listeners everything we know about the comedian. It could be something they're in, what kind of jokes they tell, something about their personal life, our connection to them. The more you play with this Shay, the better. Yes. No, no, like like play with your answers. As I am ought to do, I will be making Hannah go first because I like to watch her squirm. Uh, so Hannah, show us how this is done, though. Are you ready? I get a no, shuffle I'm as too. ready as I'll ever be. Okay, who do you got? Catherine O'Hara. Okay, okay. go. Shit's Creek. Oh my God, she was also in Beetlejuice, one of my favorite movies ever. She works with Eugene Great Levy movie. a lot. I forget the other one that they did, but there was another one that they, I think, they were married in. Um. Oh my God. What else can I say about Catherine O'Hara? I think that's really all I know about her. Um, you can talk about her character or in any Moira. I love Moira. Her crazy character from oh Shit's Creek is probably my favorite character she's ever played. But no, actually, Beetlejuice is also a really good one um, because she plays that like crazy art mom, and then they try to make the house like a haunted house for guests to stay in, and the ghosts are like, no, and then their daughter gets taken by Beetlejuice. I'm obsessed with her. Oh, she's incredible. The wigs, the wigs that Moira Rose has kills me. Is my minute up yet? Um, No, but... (laughs) But you know what I was thinking? What? Because we usually do let's plot it out for a minute, which makes more sense. Maybe we should do 30 seconds. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll do 30 seconds from now on. Okay, great. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Catherine. We love you, Catherine. Dude, I'm so bad at names. (laughs) 
nervous. That's like the one thing I'm good at. Oh my god! Like yeah, no, over my head. Are you Are you ready, Shay? I guess. Okay, here you go. Pull one up. Oh boy! Please let it be somebody I know. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Okay, go. I mean, she's fucking hilarious. Bride bridesmaids. Um, oh my gosh, she did that one taxi movie. I don't know if that's the actual name of it, but her main character. Oh man, I I saw the f- first like fifteen minutes of the movie and then I fell asleep <laughs> on accident because it was really late and I was really high. Um, let's see, what else? I mean, bridesmaids is pretty epic. The part where she like throws her leg up, <laughs> I still die for that. Oh, the cutscene at the end when she's eating salami in a sexual way with her new partner. Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna Tyra. climb you like a tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, my favorite oh my line. gosh. What else? Isn't she now in Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, she plays Ursula. Yes. Mm. Okay. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got cannot wait ready. for that. Ready? Go. Uh, Maria Bamford. Okay, so oh, she God, is like an old school. Um, well, she's she's not that old. I'm not gonna say she's old. She is an old, but she is one of an original comedian, a female comedian. She has a lot of mental health issues that she talks about a lot of times in a very funny way. Actually, one of my mentors, Brie LaRose, who we will be having on the pod, you know, in the next couple months, uh, is directing her new comedy special. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, she has a very high pitched voice. I got Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> okay. Well. From um from the iconic show Rosie, <laughs> I don't know what do we call it iconic. I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to say about her. Isn't she on like The View now or something? Uh, Was she I, on The View? Maybe. I don't know. Is, is like The View like a? It's a talk show. Oh. Keep going. Um, I oh God, I don't really know what to say about Rosie O'Donnell other than the show Rosie. I'm not like not to stop. N- okay, I don't have to say anymore. That's that's really hard. She had a talk show. She's a lesbian. She had a talk show? I mean, that's her whole, that was her show. Oh. Oh. It's not called Rosie. It's I, not? I w- no. <laughs> Who I, the fuck am it's I thinking Rosie of? It's the Rosie O'Donnell show is what it's called. Oh. Who the fuck was I thinking of that? I, you know what it was, though? Like, we were right in that age range where, like, once we hit, like, 16 and she moved probably onto her talk show, we were like, that's not going to work for me. You know who I was thinking of? Roseanne. Yeah, you were. I knew you were. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? This is a talk I th- show host. I think, I think we both That was were. on when we were younger. <laughs> I think we both were. Yo, wait, Rosie O'Donnell was for sure on The View then. That must make her so fucking mad. That, you know what? Just constantly be confused off Rosie for O'Donnell. Else. I'm so sorry. I confused you for Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, that's a big. Shame. No, no. Okay, Shay. Oh, man. Okay, please let it be somebody else. Okay. Here we go. You have excellent handwriting. I know. Right? It's scored. Okay, go. Megan Me- Mullally. I have no idea who that is. She has red hair. She was on, she's married to Nick Offerman. Also don't oh. know who that is. Nick Offerman was on Parks and Rec. And a lot of other things. I've watched Parks and Rec and I love that show. And I have he's no this, idea who that is. He's the one who's very mad all the time. He has and Megan Mullally is also in it. And plays his crazy love interest for Man, a while. Man, it's been it's been a couple of years since I've seen Parks and Rec. He has the big mustache. Okay, oh wait, wasn't he wasn't he in the in um the Last of Us? He yeah, played yeah, that yeah, one yeah, of yeah. Those. Excellent yeah. episode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, your sorry, time is sorry, sorry, Megan. I, my bad. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, I got Go. Julie Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh hell yeah! Iconic Seinfeld Jew. 
she I know is, who that is Veep. Uh, she is so funny. She came from a very, very wealthy family. In fact, the Louis Dreyfus family used to be one of my clients when I used to work in third party logistics. Um, she was born a billionaire, basically, but she chose to be an actor instead. Uh, she's very quippy. She is an amazing mom. She fights for a lot of people's rights. She wow. is amazing. Ali Wong. Oh, look at that. Ali Jay Wong. Wanted, I, want, I wanted <laughs> Ali Wong. Beef. Let's see. She has a new show on Netflix. Beef. It's fantastic. Everybody should watch it. She also is newly dating Bill Hader, another one of my favorite male comedians. Um, God, what else about Ali Wong? She's hilarious. Have you seen her comedy special? On Netflix? Yeah. Yes. I mean, all her comedy specials are great. So She's just fucking She's fantastic, just fucking man. She, I could watch her all day long. I love her. She was really impressive in beef. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah, like yeah. I, we got to see like raw emotion yeah. coming through and like not necessarily like a crazy, I'm making yeah. quotation marks, side of a woman, but just like that coming to life. Like uh what what am I thinking of? Um something thoughts. Intrusive. Intrusive oh, okay. thoughts coming to life. I got Kristen Wig. Oh, All right, oh, Bridesmaids as well, SNL, obviously, does so many good impressions. And uh, I do <laughs> uh, Is, you know, a, a great writer as well. Um, and, yeah, I can't really Saw think after. of any, any yeah. anything else about her. I love it when Bridesmaids, when she says she drinks that drink and she goes, ah, this shit is fresh. <laughs> is it like weird that I want her lines. to have her own show? No. Why doesn't she not. have her own show? I don't know. Maybe she's tired. Your 30 seconds is up. Oh, maybe she, maybe she's She tired. should have her own show. She does have a small child. Does I she? Think now. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. They had her. She had a kid during the pandemic, I think. Oh, God. I don't know who this is. Michelle Wolf. Well, I'm going to have to say that she is a funny lady. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh -huh. Who is Michelle Wolf? You gotta make it up. Uh, she had her own show on Netflix. Okay, I was gonna guess that because sure. I feel like a lot of people have comedy specials on Netflix. A lot no, of like people a have show, shows on Netflix. Like, like an actual show, oh. not a special. What show? The Michelle Wolf show. Oh. Oh, really? Oh. Sorry, oh, Michelle. Shit. I'm sorry, Michelle. I'll watch your show. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's a dope ass name, though. I do love she her did name. The, she did the White House correspondence, oh, um, the one I against Trump. That. It was very iconic. Everyone oh, was talking shit. about it for forever because she dragged him to high hell. Um, where, where the what yeah, rock was I? Under. Right? Where the fuck was what? I? I, you know what it is? I probably did see it, but I don't pay attention to names. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. Jerry Seinfeld is one of her biggest mentors. Ooh. Oh, he's okay. Good. She's very, very, wow. very smart. Ada he, Rodriguez. Oh, you should know Puerto Rican. New York, New Yorker. She's from Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what shows she's ever done, but I, I know I've seen her comedy, and that's about it. I don't. I, what show has she been on? I well, she's mostly just a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen a lot of her stuff on TikTok, and like, she's funny. Is it? Is she the one who? It, does she do like the nail salon stuff? Is that her? No, that's Angela. Johnson. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the joke that she does that had me fucking rolling, but it's such a specific New Yorker, Puerto Rican joke. Yeah, I know. That That's why is. I was like, I'm glad you got this one. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I don't know a lot about her because all I've seen of her is like stuff on TikTok. Right. So yeah, she you should watch her special. It's so yeah. good. I didn't know she had a special. Yeah. It's on Man, they need oh, to start shit. posting this shit. 
So. I'm also you. You gotta remember, I'm the viewer. Where if it's not on my top ten to look at, I don't see it. Kathy Griffin. All oh, right, red oh. hair. Uh, she was also, you know, one of the people in comedy that I remember first when I was younger. Uh, she was in many movies and she got canceled for a long time because she fought for something that was really fucked up. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something to do with women. And everybody said, we're canceling you for a long time. So she was gone recently though. Yeah. It was gone for like 10 years. Was that pre the Trump stuff? Yeah. 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 Um, she can't catch a break. She can't catch a break, no and they, they took her out. I think she had breast cancer or something. Damn. I can't remember too, but yeah, now she's hopefully back. We'll see. We're back with one of my favorite segments because I like to make shit up <laughs> uh, naturally. Don't we all? Because yes. I am a righteous. Um, it is, of course, called How, How Did, did we, we Get, get Here? here? We're going to be taking a scenario, occupation, enticing, inciting incident, not enticing, um, or enticing, whatever you want, from a TV show or film, and imagine what it would be like if we were the characters. So, Bora is a film that came out when we were teenagers that rocked our worlds. It was during the time that maybe punked was huge. My why? <laughs> <laughs> we seem to really enjoy this tricking normal people and examining how awful Americans were, even if we didn't really understand at the time that's what was happening. Um, we will mention, we do realize that there were some issues with the portrayal of the main character and, of course, the country that he came from, but we just like to say that we do realize this is a little bit problematic tale. However, the sequel came out in 2020 and had some very shocking moments. Um, Rudy Giuliani, our very own Shay, worked on the film, so this is why we chose this premise. So, Shay, if you were a Borat-type character... Who would you be and what type of experiment would you play on unsuspecting Americans, hypothetically, of course? Oh, that's such a good question. Borat subsequent movie film uh, because Tutar was the main character. I think that I think that's definitely more the realm I would be in uh, because she's such a strong feminine character. And that's kind of who I am personally. Like I'm kind of just I say what's on my mind. So I, I would love that. I don't know if like a Puerto Rican version of that. I don't know. That's, that's tough. What would I do? You know what I would do? I would go to like mostly white corporate offices and try to dis <laughs> show how fucking absolutely racist they are and just be as ghetto as possible to prove to people that the reason I have to code switch is because no one thinks people with who sound ghetto are intelligent. That's what I would do. I would be so ghetto and they would fire me and then I'd be like, you're exposed. <laughs> it's like undercover boss. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Okay, what would be your character? Well, of course, mine is very thought out. Well, let me do a disclaimer. Uh, so first I would like to say that we realize that this is a gag to poke fun at what other people think of certain groups of people. Um, the comedy is in that it's so ridiculous to hold these types of beliefs to be true about all people who come from a certain area. So, therefore, I'm going to be from Mexico, seeing as I'm half Mexican-American. Mm -hmm. um, my character's name is Thalia, which is many of my cousin's names. Oh, Kay, Kay went in. Yeah. Um, my last name is Toxica, uh, which is in a <laughs> real... Is really not <laughs> a last name at all. It literally just means toxic in Spanish. Um, I will speak in only Spanglish to people, which I think will be confusing because I appear to be white. Um, 
and you know how many people would be so angry at you like yeah that. that's what's so fun about it <laughs> Um, so many will not know exactly what I'm saying, but they can kind of discern it or put like pieces together since like half of it will be English. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to be presenting myself as a Mexican pop star trying to break into the American market. Perhaps I'll go on a star tour on one of those big buses and I'm going to tell people that I'm looking for famous pop stars. I don't know why, but Katy Perry came to mind, and so I'm gonna go with her. Okay, okay, this is pretty great. I mean, when are we filming a, this? It's almost like I'm a writer or something. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, this is this is hilarious. Uh, so Katy Perry, we're to go with her. So my questions to the people on the bus will start to be become more weird the longer I go on. I'm gonna admit that I'm the long lost daughter of La Barbie. Which, if you don't know, he is a famous cold blooded Mexican cartel killer. Um, and he has blonde hair and blue eyes, which Dude, is I, why I can he's see called. the facial reactions right now. Like I see it in my head, uh, all the people going, yeah, like, yeah, the fuck? I can see it, but they're like in, they're intrigued. They're like, I uh, need to know right. more. Oh, La Barbie. Exactly. Well, why did La they call Barbie. him La- like Barbie? Like, what? Yeah. Cause he has blue eyes and blonde <laughs> hair and he's Mexican. So that's why they called him that. Um, so I've come to finish his work by killing off American pop stars is what uh, that's why I'm <laughs> and, and this is where they they get they start to regard themselves they're like uh well and picture like it because we're going around on the star tour right so what if one of the fucking <laughs> what if one of the houses is Katy perry's Yo. people will start to get concerned like we can't have this girl on here she mustn't know Dude. like they're protecting Katy perry oh, and you have to group. have the guy who does the tour in on the joke 100 percent. oh well oh, of course yeah. of course they would be and over here on the right is miss Katy perry's house she yeah. is Ba, 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 she ba. often doesn't lock her gate. Uh, she the code to her house is four one two seven. So, anyways, uh, this whole premise comes from the rumors that Jenny Rivera, who is a Mexican American singer who stood up to La Barbie at a party that he hired her to sing at his house, was killed by him. That nobody really knows how Jenny Rivera died. She died in a mysterious plane crash that is very strange. And so everybody thinks that La Barbie was was to do with this because he often kills a lot of pop stars in Mexico. So, of course, me being <laughs> I, his I'm daughter. Kinda, I'm kind of really sad that we're talking about this on the podcast because now we can't make it. Oh, yes, we can. Why people not? will know. People will know it's a gag. Well, I guess you can prank people anyway. Yeah. 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 Everyone in the world listens to this podcast naturally, yes, yes, so, yes. <laughs> so they're gonna know. Um, so people will lose their minds, of course, because they don't want me to know where Katy Perry lives. But maybe I'll even tell them of my plan to try out for American Idol so that I can get to Miss California Girl, who is one of the judges. The way that your facial expressions match your voice right now. Are Do they often because not? your eyes no, but your eyes widened so big whenever you said Miss California girl. <laughs> yeah, very expressive. So you know, mysterious. Now that we've got a bit ridiculous, uh, it's time to go back to praising ladies in our life. So next we have let's hear, hear it, it for, for the, the girls. girls. So since we love to end on a positive note, Let's Hear It for the Girls is a segment where we shout out the female identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. These are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So Shay, 
who are some of these individuals in your life that Monica you're Levinson. saying let's do Monica, that are killing it right now and why? Monica Levinson. Not only is she the kindest human I have ever met. She's actually the reason I'm in the film industry. I couldn't get hired. Nobody would hire me out of the Marine Corps. And she did. She gave me my shot and she kept getting me more work. And she's just an incredible person. And she actually just came out with a movie called The Stories of Us. And it's on, I think it's on all streaming platforms. And it's beautiful. It's about her Jewish family. And it's so heartwarming. I cried. And her mom is main character energy. Her mom actually, I believe if I'm remembering the story correctly, she opened the first bank for women. Oh my gosh. What? I know. She's fucking hilarious she's beautiful oh my god it's just it's just such a wonder everybody should go check it out um but she's definitely somebody to watch out for it's funny last time i saw her i was like when are you gonna direct something and she goes <laughs> i'm already directing something and i was like yes she's great she she worked on um dodgeball she did borat borat 2 she's oh my gosh if you pull up her imdb she's just like a fucking rock star she just is let's see and then oh oh my gosh uh becca stone she is what a delight she is usually she's a producer um she started working at hallmark that was her first job and she is the sweetest person oh my gosh she will give you the shirt off of her back and she's so nice she she's an animal lover oh my god like i she goes she came to my birthday party like that i love this woman so much and um i think she's working for a company now i can't really disclose but she's very happy and that makes me happy well, Shay, we were literally just going to ask you what your next endeavors were, oh, or what people can yeah. check out of yours, and that is part of it. Yeah. You so, know? well, we did a short. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping, I'm definitely hoping it's the first of many. So, my mentors, um, who I will not name, but they, the three of them said, if you want to direct, go direct. It's really that simple. So, now I'm working on doing little series, like kind of like what we did with Hot Ghost just so I can get better at directing and hopefully in the next 10 years, cause we got to think long-term here. Hopefully I will do my feature that has been sitting in my back pocket for my whole life. Cause it's about my own personal drama. Um, so hopefully that that'll be in theaters in 10 years. It will be. We'll Not even it will be. It will be. Yep. Yep. Wait, what is it? You got to put it into the universe. What is that? The yeah, secret manifestation yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. It's worked for me. Well, yeah. you, you never know if you don't try. You I kind of just roll with the punches. I'm like, all right, this is where That's, I'm at today. You just have to know that it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I already did the first short. So like, exactly. we just got to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Put in the work <laughs> and know that the rest is going to come. My, my mentor said to me, she goes, well, once you once you do one, the rest is easy after that. And I was like, See, exactly. is it? Is it? That's the mindset you have yeah. to have. It's but like cannonballing in the pool. Yeah. And then it feels a little warmer after that. You yeah. Know? Unless you hit your belly. And then you're fucked. I mean, yeah, but then that goes away. Yeah, but that's just my pessimism speaking here. The sting, yeah. the sting phase. <laughs> the, the sting, sting phase. No, oh my god, this is really cold, and it stings phase. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. The sting yeah. fades. You just gotta get through it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We will have many more let stories. I'm a blank. Who is she? How did we get here? And let's hear for the girls in future episodes, along with several other fun-filled segments and guests. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions and let us know which segments you adore and even which segments you want us to get rid of. We have much more video content as of late and we want to interact with you guys. 
Also, please rate us with a wonderful five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Takes like two seconds. And we'll catch you next time for more She Said Let's.